Hello, Cryptonauts. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. This is episode 466 on this December 7th, dun dun dun, of hey, hey, hey. 2022. I'm your host, Jack Chevrolet, with Blockchain John. How's it going, John? What's up, what's up? All right. Well, yeah, we got some a lot of news. Once, once again, we're back with some FTX news. Uh, but we're going to start off with some cock punch. Because, cock punch. Uh, yeah, cock punch. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's talk about some good. What are we talking about? <laughs> All right. This one's, this one's written by Decrypt. Uh, sorry, this one's written. This one's written by Andrew Hayward by uh, on Decrypt. Author Tim Ferriss tops NFT sales charts with cock punch. Yes, cock punch. The legend of cock punch. Yes, the legend of cock punch. Yeah. Interesting. Um, like, like uh, this. Let's start off with Tim Ferriss. Who is Tim Ferriss? Tim Ferriss uh, obviously wrote the book The Four Hour The Four Hour Work Week. That's a very popular book. It's been around for a long time. A lot of people have praised it. They they go by it. It's like their their holy book, right? It's something that uh, actually I do. Do you have that, uh, Jake? I, I do have a digital copy of it. Yeah. I have a digital copy as well. That's funny oh. you say that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good it's a good book. It's it's an easy quick one. Well, I mean, I learned a lot from that whole like the whole concept. I obviously a lot of people are trying to mimic the, the same ideal and. I think uh, I'm sorry, Tim. Uh, just figured out how to do this with his uh, selling of this NFT, this Legend of Cockpunch that he created. Uh, five hundred, uh, five thousand five hundred fifty-five of these unique uh, board ape jock club-like, you know, NFTs. But initial mint sold out. I mean, it's completely gone. Three and a half freaking million dollars in ETH. You know, that's that's. Definitely a good grift. If he's whatever he's doing, he needs to more do more of it. But I mean, obviously, he's a semi-famous person, so it's not that surprising. Yeah, I think that uh, it gives him a lot of cre- credibility. Apparently, this was not his first time mentioning NFT. This is the first time mentioning his own series, right? But apparently, he's uh, worked with some other creators to create some other NFTs, and this is his first time doing his, uh, this series. And yeah, I think uh, after this being sold out, he's not stopping here. That's going to be much. But see, this is the thing. It. Even though we're not talking about like multi-million dollar, I mean, yes, it is a total of three and a half million dollars. But it's you know each each of his NFTs isn't worth you know half a million or to a million dollars like I mean and not to say that the Borat Yacht Club is even worth that much anymore but um, that's it's a pretty good take honestly it's a pretty darn good take and it makes it feel like NFTs are dead not like I ever thought they were dead but it's really great to see that it's still alive and kicking three point three million dollars yeah sold out. That's good, man. Especially in a bear market like, like yeah. we're going through right now. That's yeah, especially good. on ETH. I mean, it's not. I mean, ETH is still the most popular place, as far as I know, for NFTs. But it's really impressive to see that. I mean, I don't know if it's its marketing. I mean, there's no way of really knowing fully if it was his marketing that got him to that point. But if it was, those guys are worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes. Let's move on to the next one. Yes, on to. Uh, Basically, all the rest of our news <laughs> is about yeah. FTX and things surrounding FTX. So, uh, another article by Jason Nelson here. Congressional subpoena for Sam Bankman-Fried definitely on the table, says Maxine Waters, who seems to be having a weirdly in- intimate, is that the right word to use, relationship with Sam Bankman-Fried, like Jared Gensler seems to be having to. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's unusual because as of right now, according to this, to this article, uh, Maxine Waters has been uh, kindly asking SBF or Sam to uh, just participate in, in these these um, I guess confessions, these testimonies that, that mm-hmm. he's going through. Right? He's not technically subpoenaed, 
Um, so it's more of a just, hey, hey, my little neighbor, come on over. And yeah, just, just, just talk about what happened. Yeah, getting you know, Sam Bankman Friedman to, 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 Freed to talk is not what, that hard to do. Get him to tell the truth. Need, that's hard to do. What, exactly. <laughs> we need to dance. Somebody, please, cock punch him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sam, B Sam Bankman deserves a really big cock punch from everybody he screwed over. Yes. <laughs> $8 billion, dude, $8 billion. How did you spend $8 billion in two years? Really, we'd love to know. You know, if you're, if you're just hiding it somewhere in, in, in like, uh, Monero, obviously we wouldn't know that because you'd be hiding it. But it's just, ah. So anyways, a lot of people kind of criticized um, Maxine Waters on Twitter for her, just we said here, she's like, based on your role as CEO and media interviews of the past few weeks, it's clear to us that the information you have thus far is sufficient for testimony. So we can directly, as a response to Sam. And then this crypto mom says, Auntie Maxine, listen, why are you begging him for him to show up? If he harmed millions, shouldn't you just subpoena him? Like, seriously, wondering why the back and forth. <laughs> the back and forth. I was, I was, I was in uh, Twitter spaces not too long ago. I kind of want to just get back off of um, this whole thing. See, the thing is, they're, they're asking questions that's giving them a good defense, which is BS. Like, you just hit them with the, these direct questions. Like, he was in Twitter spaces, uh, what was it, a couple days ago. And the guys out there that were hosting that uh, space, which are really, really amazing guys, um, uh, Sam was on there, and they asked him the direct question. Like, so what is going on with Bitcoin on the FTX exchange? Because it is obvious, or it has uh, come to light, that there was literally zero, zero Bitcoin on FTX. So how were people trading uh, Bitcoin when it was not exactly on the exactly it was all it was all just a facade right I mean th this is not the first time this has happened so they asked him it was this all just fake where you just allowing people just to fakely trade and he said, said yeah basically uh-huh hundred percent yeah that's yep. the stuff that they should use against him mm-hmm this is no <sighs> well, that's, even though we're making jokes at the beginning of this you know uh, Binance CEO uh, CZ is not too happy he even has a quote on he even tweeted out that SBF is one of the greatest fraudsters in history. You know, he he also tweeted that uh, he is also a massive manipulator when it comes to media and key opinion leaders. Yep. And that's how he's been so well connected. Right. He's yeah. he's another fraudster just kicking everybody when they're down. Is that is that, is that considered a, a, a sociopath? <laughs> I don't know if it is. Hmm? It's not a psychopath. Definitely could be a sociopath. Oh. All right, so but, in addition to Congress sorry. and Maxine Waters, I think this mm -hmm. is for you to read. This one's written by Sandalutes, once again from Decrypt. Congressman calls for <laughs> investigation into Gensler, SEC's role in FTX collapse. Bum, bum, bum. Exactly. Yes. It's here. It's finally here. Um, this is one of the questions that Torres wrote in this was, if the SEC has the authority of Mr. Mr. Gensler claims, why did he fail to uncover the largest crypto Ponzi scheme in U.S. history? One cannot have it both ways, asserting authority while avoiding accountability. Right. Well, we already saw that happen with, with the previous president. So we need accountability. This actually, if, if you ask me, this, this uh, question here from Torres is actually going to be the downfall of, of uh, SEC, uh, Uncle Gary. Yeah. <laughs> 
he's going to start being questioned a lot because he's going to start losing credibility with his connection with FTX. And as time goes on, there's going to be more light sh shown on shown shine shine shown yes shown shown <laughs> uh, clenched cock punched. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sam, Sam's going to, uh, excuse me, Gary, Uncle Gary's going to be, you know, uh, losing credibility as time goes on, which, you know, uh, from my understanding, he's already going to give up the seat, and I think, um, uh, what's her name, from California, Democratic, um, Je 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 I, I want to say Janet Yellen. Yellen, okay, yeah. It was Je Je Janet Yellen was going to take the SEC, which, uh, that's like a big no-no, like, don't, don't do that, please, no. Don't need that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it on that one. It's was there anything else? The gal government accountability. Yeah, but say that's the whole point that the tourist is trying to make is it's accountability, right? You can't you can't be in a, you can't be in control and wield authority and not. It's it's like people who are at that level. I think it was a Peter Parker quote or Peter Parker's uncle, right? Um, with great response or what was it? Uh, great power comes great responsibility, right? Mm. So if you're going to have great power, you need to be responsible and accountable for what you're doing, right? You need to take and say, yes, this was my fault, and fall on your freaking sword. But yeah. politicians don't do that. They're just like, no, 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 I want to be in power forever. It's like, no, dude, <laughs> it's a set level of time. Nobody gets to be there for, there's no kings here, so. <laughs> I'm just going to reiterate the fact that this is going to be the down, FTX will be the downfall of Uncle Gary. Yeah, unfortunately, it seems like you, we all thought he was a smart dude, and yet he was kind of dumb. Well, there's there's nothing really out there publicly of, of what's going on. There's a lot of commotion here and there, and people claim that they have the facts, and and there's it goes really deep be, between um, um, Sam and, and and Uncle Gary um, and other another uh, re, um, state representatives. Um, yeah, and I'm sure as time goes on, there's going to be a lot of revelations of how deep the rabbit hole actually goes. And a lot of the puppeteering is from uh, Uncle Sam. So, <sighs> all right. So I, hope I don't get. I, I hope I don't get. Um, um, what is it? Um, John McAfee. <laughs> all right. So again, most of our content this on a regular basis is from Decrypt. We have another article by mm -hmm. Stacey Elliott, bankrupt, bankruptcy judge approves subpoenas for Three Arrows ca uh, Capital co-founders. So, yeah, uh, all three, Suzu, Kyle Davies, and what's the third guy? I can't remember who now. Uh, um, down. Anyways, the, the three people involved in this are now going to be subpoenaed uh, explicitly. Liquidators can now subpoena any recorded information, including books, documents, records, papers related to the hedge fund since 2012. So the last decade's worth of content are all going to get brought into this uh, this issue, but it's just like, is it really three hours capital, or can we technically, as we've been talking about all along, blame Sam Bankman-Fried? And the thing that's so funny to me is that three, that three hours capital, Celsius, um, uh, Gemini, uh, what was the other one, Crypto.com, all of those companies, even though they were kind of leaning on Genesis, Sam Bankman-Fried, right, Genesis, right, Genesis, sorry, um, is they were all leaning on Sam Bankman-Fried's company. They were all legit. They all had legitimate, proper records. They were all keeping track of everything they did and, and recording it and you know, making sure that they were copacetic with the IRS. 
But the one person that they were all relying upon, Sam Bankman-Fried, didn't have any of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, he hired somebody. We had another article we put into the mix here where it said that Sam Bankman-Fried was so ridiculously disorganized that he didn't even have an accountant. How do you deal with $30 billion worth of other people's money and not have an accountant or a team of accountants? Or for that, you know, it's just like he hired lawyers, lawyers but no accountants? I don't even know how that works. <laughs> You know, I mean, I get it, not wanting to have a hire a lot of people, but you need to have someone who knows how to do this. Even Donald Trump had a full-time head of his finance, you know, Weiselberg, and Weiselberg didn't work by himself. He had like ten other people working for him. So it's you can't just do this in a vacuum. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I I feel for these people because I feel like they got taken for a ride by a by a scumbag. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Yep. You know, and, 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 and just one more point before we finish this, uh, that point off. I want to say that when it comes to a lot of money, billions as it were, people mm. tend to get a little blind. <laughs> uh, I guess he was a lot of blind. Why? Well, yeah, but it, was... the blindness is common among people who are into it for the money. They're just like, oh, money? Oh, well, money tells just, it's everything. So, I mean, I don't really care if you don't have, a, have records of all this shit. <laughs> it was cock-punched. Yeah, cock-punched. Anyway, so, yeah. over to Cointelegraph. Sure, let's do that. Um, that's written by Braden Lindria. Lindria, Lindria, yeah. class action against Kim K. Mayweather over Emacs dismissed for now. So uh, over this past year, we've actually re uh, read multiple articles, one on Kim K, another one on Mayweather, another on Emacs, and now this is a, an article compiling everything together, and there's an update on that, because um, there was a class action lawsuit against all of them. These are all celebrities that were pumping up uh, Emacs, and come to find out that it was a, a fraud. It was a pyramid scheme. You know, like like everything else. <laughs> yeah, but uh, obviously these are celebrities and they obviously have a reputation and a lot of millions of people do follow them. So when Kim K says, hey, Emacs is amazing. You should invest into it. Of course, people are going to invest into it. They lost all their money. Same thing with Mayweather wearing his, uh, wearing his trunks when he, he was boxing a YouTuber. Uh, what was his name? That uh, Jake. Uh, Jake, yeah. Jake something. What's the what's the kid's name? I forget the kid's name. Anyways, he was boxing this YouTuber, and I guess he had some trunks on that was promoting Jake Paul. Max on it. And yeah, Jake Jake Paul. Yeah, that's right. Uh, sorry, I'm not. I'm not. A, that's that's too new for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Anyways, so, so with that, uh, here let me read this real quick. Uh, in the original January seventh court filings uh, submitted by Scott and Scott attorneys at law, the plaintiffs argued that Kardashian Mayweather. And also former NBA superstar Paul Pierce didn't disclose they were being paid to promote Ethereum Max. And that's where they got hit right. fine. Obviously, right. Kim K already paid hers. Um, uh, so the judge, this this is what's interesting about this article, because this is an update. They were all they were all um, fined. But this is an update saying that they're gonna, basically going to stop it. So the judge, uh, Judge Fitzgerald, reportedly stated that he'd uh, allow the plaintiffs to refile the lawsuit uh, if, the invest, if the investor's legal team amended a few provisions from its original filing. So this is what the the issue, uh, the judge's issue was. Uh, they were making a reference to the reciting of the provision under the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organization Act. So there's some stuff that uh, the judge didn't really 
see as 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 uh, legitimate facts. You know, that's the thing. Like when you're when you're testifying or or claiming that they're doing something when you don't have the facts or the proof, that's where the whole case can just be thrown out. Especially if you're trying mm -hmm. to go through a legal lawsuit like this. Ah. So you, th th somebody screwed up. Somebody started uh, 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 adding some stuff that technically wasn't true. And yeah, if there's some stuff on there that's not true, gone. So they said, hey, if you guys want to fix it, you guys could, and then we'll go back into this case again in the future time. Uh, looking at the facts, it's, it's it's hopefully you're presenting facts in your case. <laughs> mm -hmm. so exactly. If you're not presenting facts and that's no, a known statement, then yeah, you're not did, you're it's not gonna work. Did you get it? Did you get into Ethereum Max? Did you hear about no. that? No. I mean, like, yeah, did I hear about it? Yes. Did I get into it? No, because it was Ethereum. Why would I want to get into it? <laughs> Not, yeah, I heard that they were pumping it, but I was like, mm, it's like, I don't care if a that's the thing. Like, I'm not really influenced by celebrities. So I don't care if Kardashian or, or Mayweather or Jake Paul's pumping it. I, you know, I, I want to look at the white paper, you know, I want to see who else in the, in, in my close crypto circle uh, thinks about this. Mm -hmm. And since nobody even talked about it, in my crypto circles, like, I just shun it off. I'm like, okay, if, if I'm moving. Yep. Yep. It's right. insider trading. Insider trading is illegal. So yep. don't do it. Lastly, uh, Uncle Gary <laughs> on Coindesk from Jesse Hamilton. Gensler says SEC is fine going after crypto with its current authority. No, no, no. Everything's fine. World's burning around him, right? As the new Congress prepares to work on uncertain crypto legislation next year, the SEC chairman says his agency needs nothing apart from a little more money and a little more overseas reach. <laughs> don't don't decommission us. We're doing fine. No, everything's good here. Just because we uh, helped Sam Bankman-Fried commit fraud doesn't mean that uh, anything's bad going on. No, 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 it's fine. Gensler, of course, declined to specifically talk about the failed crypto exchange FTX and its mm -hmm. former CEO, mm -hmm. Sam McMinfrey. Of course. Said he's in, been investigated. He yes, doesn't want to talk about it. Said in an interview with Yahoo Finance that SEC has the basic disclosure and governance requirements in place to hold its digital asset firms accountable. The SEC chief also didn't directly address questions about whether his agencies would push out toward uh, tailored crypto rules next year. It sounds like it's still up in the air, and it's like, is it is it really just a political play? Because it doesn't sound like it is. It sounds like you don't know what you're doing, even though you're probably one of the smarter people there. Yeah. It's slightly disturbing. Uh, well, that's so. Once again, I'm going to go back to um, to uh, another um, state representative that was uh, really really kind to uh, to join the Twitter space that I was. Uh, just listening in on and once again these guys that host this uh, Twitter space are amazing so a state representative went there and he goes you know what uh, he he's been studying crypto for the uh, past decade and doing his best but he's one man and and when you're in a position as a representative that's so much time in a day to keep up on the current activities in the crypto space because there's so much political uh, things that you got to deal with that never gives you the tr uh, true amount of time to to actually deal with what crypto is. Mm -hmm. um, so to have somebody like uh, Uncle Gary in this position, his his position should be like a, a three to five man position. You know, there should be one that's taking care of the uh, the, the crypto division uh, solely, one that's taking care of the market, another one, um, whatever, whatever. You know, uh, signing signing documents or whatnot. You know, that's there's a there's a lot 
that they do and they don't have enough time to actually look into it so that's the state re representative says you know what you guys that 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 read the news every single day in crypto listening to podcasts every single day looking up the the, the, the newest uh, technology that's out there in the crypto space the news blockchain the new DAG systems that are coming out you guys are more smarter than the, the average guy that's sitting out there um, in these political powers that are making these decisions. So when they have a stack of a thousand plus pages on their desk and they're asked, hey, this is a crypto law, go ahead and sign it. They don't know what they're signing. They just they, they, they just kind of glance over and just sign it and move it forward because there's so much other stuff that they deal with that crypto is just a small little fraction of what they do with in their day-to-day -day work so yeah it was like i said it was it was really nice that he came out as a real state representative that that says this is the reality of what goes in in, in, pol in politics like there is we do so much in a day but crypto is only a smaller fraction of that you know right and you're right it, it, we you and i john have been in this for well you longer than me but i mean if we took our collective time it's practically 20 years worth of crypto experience yeah. and that's quite a bit and in fact it's interesting because Paulie Jack uh, uh, made a point in, in the in the comments here and on uh, Twitch he said both of you should be running for some kind of local office try to you know, get elected and it's like you know sure. it, it sounds great but this is probably something that needs to be done at a higher level I mean it's not like I haven't thought about running for office before I have but um, it's it's a lot more work than I'm really looking to get into if it if, if running for office was as easy as you know, posting to Twitter, I'm, I might actually do it. <laughs> so I want to I recompound what this article is stating. It, it's pretty much Gensler's trying to get power again, right? He, he doesn't want to lose cr his credibility after he was already, you know, cock-punched by, uh, by Torres. <laughs> right? It was Torres, right? Yeah, yeah right. Torres, Torres yeah. was the one who was commenting about that in the other article. <laughs> so here, I'm going to read this little section here at the bottom on our notes here. Gensler has expanded his crypto enforcement team. Though the agency hasn't yet dropped a bomb on a major cryptocurrency platform, the court case over whether a Ripple's XRP is a security and within reach of the SEC authority has been seen as the major lingering decision last month determining... Uh, did I mess it up? Yeah. <laughs> has been seen as the major lingering question holding the agency back. However, Gensler said Wednesday that the federal judge's decision last month determining crypto startup library violated security laws by selling its native LBC token was a very big win for the SEC's legal campaign. And that's yeah, kind of what he wants to piggyback off of and say, yeah. yes, now pretty much everything that's in crypto is, an, uh, is a security. Um, yeah, uh, good luck, Uncle Gary. Once again, we kind of already went through everything why... Um, I don't know man it's it's chaotic that these guys have that power but this is the system that we have and i think the best pro the best proposition that i have is literally what i just thought of just a while ago have instead of having the one pos uh, position for uncle gary you got to divide that up into multiple positions yeah yes he's he he under him that's yep. doing it but but still ultimately it's his handwriting that makes that ultimate decision and he has to be educated in what's going on. So even yeah. though he has a team behind him, it's still not enough. I think you would have more quality decisions being made if you divide that position and and, uh, and have individuals 
actually look deeper into their their certain divisions within the SEC. Or that else, would be great. Or else hire somebody with more, you know, financial investment and, and comprehension of it. Not Elon Musk, but I mean somebody else that's that's you know, deeper into this. Maybe what's his name? The guy that recently quit his his uh oh, I cannot think of who it was. It was one of the uh, CEOs of a, of a coin or it was a platform. I cannot which, remember which platform it was, but he recently left the CEO position and said, I'm divesting of all this. I'm going to go away. Thanks for oh, all the fun. Um, I can't remember. We read that on Sunday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we read it very recently, but I was like, hey, maybe he'd be good for this role because, you know, that's a person who knows a lot. It was, what was it? The, Kraken, the guy from Kraken. Um, I can't think of his name now. But, um, yeah, he, he left. He, he stepped down from the presidential or ceo role or whatever it was and now he's independent and it's like hey perfect you know somebody who knows a lot about crypto and has a lot of experience in the industry so yeah i, th I, I think this is gonna be my official statement where i'm gonna say that um i'm i'm officially like just done with uncle gary <laughs> like i was so excited when he actually came in as the as the, sure. as the man that is very well versed in crypto in comparison to his counterparts, there was nobody out there like uh, like him when he first came on board. But over time, there's actually a lot of new people, up and up and coming people that um, are very well versed in crypto. So, yep. um, I'm all crypto. That's pretty much what my future holds. Like I literally think that that's literally on my Christmas list. I want Santa to give me some. Bitcoin for Christmas, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I'll let you guys. I'll give you guys an update when that comes around. Um, but yeah, like literally, I, I want more regulation only because I want companies that want to actually move into the blockchain space um, or the crypto space to have a clear roadmap of how they should be regulating their business, you know, without being fined or penalized or being arrested or being charged or doing things technically, quote unquote, illegally. Right. You know. That's that's the uh, the vision that I would like to see in the future, the near future. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks all for listening. Thanks for our number one fan in Twitch for checking us out. Uh, thanks if you're on uh, YouTube and you like our content, please give us a thumbs up and leave a comment. We would really appreciate that. Here are all of our links on our coin tree. You can obviously donate here. You can check out our Discord. We highly encourage you to join us in Discord because there's lots of stuff to do in there. There's always somebody in there doing something. And, of course, YouTube, Twitter, Odyssey, which will soon be nothing. Uh, but Library does still exist. And uh, Twitch, of course. And then, of course, there's other things like Patreon and Tip and Me. So, with that, as we say at the end of every show... Watch. <laughs> stack punch and no stack stats and <laughs> stack, huddle. Stack, 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 huddle. Uh, uh, adios. adios.